I get a hi? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Welcome everybody to Fandom Nights, where we break down pop culture one fandom at a time. I'm Chris. Oh, I thought we were introducing other people again, so I was waiting. Okay. I'm Dustin. I'm Sherman. And today we're talking about Avatar: The Last Airbender, Book Two, Episode Fifteen: The Tales of Bossing Say. This was released on September 29th of 2006. What a tearjerker. Yeah, this one. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get I through this tale. I just love episodes like this that are just like random stories and like omnibuses. Like I had a comic book one time that was Star Wars Omnibus and it was all these just short stories just of all these Star Wars stories. And I love them like that. Especially when they're great short stories. So, Dustin, You should us. read the, um, what do you call it, from a certain point of view books then. Hmm. I listened to it. Okay. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> Big difference between listening and reading. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the first. Yeah. Sometimes it's actually better to listen to it though. Sometimes. Cause like, and I hate that I'm agreeing with you. Cause I gave, <laughs> I gave Chris the like crap so much for the longest time yeah. about pot or podcast and which I know is ironic now, but like uh, audiobooks. Audiobooks, yeah. Because I was like, I can't sit and listen to somebody talk for that long. And well, can if it's listening to audiobooks, yeah. I'm like, man, I just, some days I'm just like, I wonder how much I can get up my audiobook today. I'm hoping I can mm. get like a few hours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it, it, it elevates the experience of anything. You're doing dishes, put on an audiobook. If you're doing, you're mowing the lawn or something, put a podcast on. Like, I don't know. You can do multiple things with it. I love audiobooks, yeah. but I also read the book while I'm listening. Really? Mm-hmm. Like you follow along? Yep. Huh. Way better going Interesting. I'll have to try that sometime. I've never actually done that. See, what I hate is like when somebody like has like. And the, you guys they, don't pay for for audiobooks, right? Yeah. Oh, disappointing. Why? Well, where do you get them from? The library. The library. Oh, like oh. the CDs and stuff. Nope. You can, you can get oh. downloads. On I know. Yeah. I gotta do something with my See, library card. Because I do. I do. Uh, Audible. Yeah. I okay. Let's talk about the story here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> First story. <laughs> we'll just edit the first. So we're we're here for Avatar, and like people, other people are like, oh, let's watch some Avatar, and like or listen to it. No, we're gonna talk about audiobooks for a little while. <laughs> Download Libby today. <laughs> okay, so the first tale of this episode was uh, the tale of Toth and Katara. So Aang is seen shaving his head, which I think is for the first time here. Mm-hmm. So that's cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's shaving so, his head, so we know he shaves his head. It's like their morning routine. Right. <laughs> they all have their things going on. And to be honest, I am surprised that, like, with the way Sokka is, that he just doesn't grow that mustache out. You think he would be just... He he just strikes me as one of those guys who just is so proud of his, like, four little hairs and mustache that he has. Right. But, no, he shaves him off every morning. I did like that, uh, seeing the trivia about this one, this is the first time we see Sokka with his own facial hair. Like, every other time, he's always got, like, some fake mustache or, oh, like, yeah. fake beard going on. And this is the first time he's, you know, little tiny, little pencil stash. You know, that's probably why he doesn't grow it out, because it's just a little pencil stash. Maybe. I saw this weird com- comic or online thing okay. that someone edited. It was Batman versus the Joker. And the bat- Batman was, like, tied up or something like that. And he had a beard on his face. Mm-hmm. And... He asked the Joker, he was like, like, why does this beard smell so funny? 
<laughs> and he's like, oh, didn't you know, like, I glued my pubes deep. <laughs> Jeez. I, I have to find it. It's just, it was what so funny. It was like a couple page comic. It was like okay. online somewhere. I don't know. Oh, boy. Anyways, back to the tale of... I can see the Joker doing that, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got Bane's pubes. <laughs> Okay, let's get so, through the story. So yeah, Angus seen shaving. His, yeah, it's five minutes in. We already started. So Angus <laughs> <laughs> seen shaving his head here, and Katara tells Toph that they need a girls' day out, and so they go to the spa to get pampered. So Toph is like, "Yeah, that's fine. Long as they just don't touch my feet, that's fine." It instantly touch her feet. Instantly just grinding her, which seemed like rock hard calluses on yeah. the bottom of her feet. Like, man, that's going to be some... First off, I love how she wakes up, though. Like, when she, like, yeah. stands up, oh, yeah. her hair is just... How do... Like, it never looks like she has that much hair, but all of a sudden no. it's just like... <laughs> Afros, man. Nice. Uh, she might have I some I did count smells. two earthbending right there when she woke up, because she spits, and it goes... Ting! And, like, the whole jar shakes, so she had, like, sp- I don't know, earth in her mouth or something like that that she I think she's shot. just... I don't know about that. I think they was just trying to And then when it. she got up, she went... You counted oh. that as earthbending? Yeah, because it tinged, like... I don't know. I don't have to. That's why I'm talking about it. And then when she got up, she went, like... And all the dust, like, came off of her. And she's like, oh, I'm ready. So that was more earthbending. Because she was, like, getting all the dust I wouldn't have counted either of those. Yeah. Neither same. of those? No, because, like, that's just... Like, you never just okay. brushed no, off I, something. I don't like, have to count them. Covered that's what I'm talking about them, yeah. It's like hitting a rug almost. Yeah. It's a healthy layer of earth. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Toph isn't usually into this kind of stuff, but she is glad that she did. And then uh, her and Katara are walking across this bridge, mm-hmm. and some other girls start making fun of Toph for wearing her makeup like a clown. And so to repay them. <laughs> Literally for making those fun of a blind girl. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. But Toph repaid them in a nice way. Oh, yeah. Sunk mm-hmm. them into the river, and then yeah. Katara washed them away. That was awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, it, without, like, holding on to anything or, like, having somebody, like, you know, guiding you, she, she doesn't look like a blind That's girl. True. That's true. Like, except yeah. for, like, if you, unless you look at her eyes. Right. Which, yeah. obviously, these which girls Which she are, does keep covered a lot. Yeah. Know, with her sure. hair. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Toph is very self-resilient. Uh, um, this tale has also helped build Toph and Katara's relationship. Mm-hmm. I felt. I know. I was really happy with this little thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of a because they were kind whatever. of they kind of been bickering. Yeah, for they've a been while. like against each other, and this was the first time that they really came together. And mm-hmm. it's in a way kind of gonna gonna kind of build up the team as right. a whole because there's not that animosity. Anymore. Girl power. <laughs> I absolutely loved when she does the earth bending with like the mud. Oh, with like that creepy yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> they're both just laughing about it. Uh, by the way, because we're going to get to it eventually, I marked the visuals down. I took a couple points away from this because in this specific tale, I hate the way Toph's, like, watching this, her lips are off. Oh. Like, because, hmm. like, she starts talking and then I'm like... Weird. Okay. It's... Sure, it wasn't just your TV. No, I know it's. I know it's not just. Thing. <laughs> sure, it wasn't your crappy got, internet connection. Got a lag on your TV or something. No, because the rest of the episode was totally fine. It was just oh, like that weird. moment, and I was like, "Weird." Ugh. Okay. Hmm. Well, next up, IRL. 
Just give me a second, guys. Oh my god! <laughs> I gotta gather my uh, composure this here. Little thing with Iroh was like the perfect just story. This could have been. A, I mean, I'm glad they didn't extend it out to a whole episode, but th- it. Start- I would have watched a whole episode. I mean, it this. starts out with. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It starts out with him helping all these thing people, and then like, I'm surprised they didn't put this at the like, end. Huh? Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't the last one. I know, especially with the like remember Mako. Yeah. Right. Who? Wait. He was the original voice actor for Iroh. He passed away. That's why. So, this so is la- this is the last episode. That's that why his Mako. voice changes in yeah, this one. It, is, it yeah. actually isn't the last Whoa. episode. It's the last episode that Mako. No, because he shows up in later Mako uh, on the cast list for later episodes. It must. Be they might have used his voice, but he yeah. died after this, or right before or after this episode. Oh. oh. So this episode aired earlier. when. Oh, uh, September 29th, 2006. So, the tough part about this, uh, he, Amber Alert? Yeah, I know, that's what I just got to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, apparently... God, we gotta go, we gotta go look for this white Jeep. In Minneapolis? Yeah. Let's go drive two and a half hours to look for a kidnapper. <laughs> yeah. Um, he passed away uh, G- July 21st. Oh, wow. So, he's so he already been... recorded a couple episodes. Yeah. He, so he sure passed he away out there, yeah. mid, like mid production for the wow. season. I noticed that his voice changed, but I'm like, oh, it sounds similar enough. Maybe it was just like a different mic, or he was more like that day or something. I don't know. But no, Greg Baldwin shows up huh. to do one one line That's for this so episode. But, and, the, and he's the yeah, and it he's was one, just, he it was just one random line that's just during Zuko's. Different. I think it was. Tale. Was it during Zuko's tale? Yeah, because when oh. like he pops up, he's like, he would love to like. Oh, okay. I thought it was the line when he was with the kids playing soccer. I thought it sounded different, but maybe, oh, maybe I'm mixing maybe. both of them in my head. Hmm. Might be. Yeah. So Iroh, he uh, picks up some supplies for his day, and uh, he runs into a crying little boy when uh, Iroh starts playing Leaves from the Vine. Gosh. Comes marching home. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, man. That just made me sad. (laughs) So Iroh gets confronted by... uh, So after he helps the little boy, he plays Leaves by the Vine, and the little boy uh, repays him by tugging on his beard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that he loves it, though, because, like, Ray will do stuff like that to me, where, like, you just... Having this, like, connection moment, and Ray is just like, ah! And she smacks you in the face or something, and you're like, ah! it's. I mean, she doesn't know what she's doing. She's just cute. Well, yeah. You just love her so much, and, like, the little kid's doing the same thing, and he's just... even though he's like pulling his beard, he's just remembering all the he's like, fun times he had. Right? Yeah. Ugh. I like that he sings this song though, because mm-hmm. like the kid is holding an Earth soldier. Yeah. Probably missing his dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Jeez, that makes it even sadder. It's gonna be this, a tough one to this get episode, man, Ugh. dude. I gave right. this I gave this episode a rating before he even like did the rest of it. I'm like, yeah. I already know the episode. It's <laughs> phenomenal. Close yeah. to a ten. Yeah. Because <laughs> man. Um, so, after this, Iroh gets confronted by a mugger, who is standing, like, yeah, bow, so bow-legged, bow-legged, man. His feet are facing, like, this. What is he doing? But his, his knees are facing, like, this. Yeah. And then his body's, like, all hunched over, and he's like, give me your money! <laughs> so he gets confronted by the mugger, and Iroh's like, you have a terrible stance, and he helps the man out by, you know, knocking him on his butt and showing him how it's done. And then he picks him back up and he's like, okay, mm-hmm. you gotta get in this kind of stance here and shows yeah. him that you gotta have a nice sturdy stance. Then mm-hmm. he'll be, come across as more, what do you say? Um, 
I, well, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> not that important, I guess. All his emotions make me forget. But he says a little help from others can be a huge blessing. Hmm. The the whole part of it, like that whole. Well, and sorry, quote, we, we we skipped the part where he goes to the kids and like talks to them playing soccer. Is that the second? No, that that was the second one. Was talking to the kids, so it was singing to the kids. Then it was. Oh yeah, because he runs and like hides in that alley when the when the mugger is yeah, like, hey. Yeah. So he oh, goes yeah. and talks to the kids, and the kids shoot the ball through the window, and he's like, you should really. What it's always say? good to admit mistakes when they occur. Seek to restore honor, and. So he's like giving him advice, but then also <laughs> this big guy, he's like, oh, maybe not right now. <laughs> when I'm runs. done with you, the window's not going to be the only yeah. thing that's broken. <laughs> In this sense, run. Mm-hmm. So then we get the part after, uh, part I just mentioned, mm-hmm. where he goes up to the tree, and where everyone starts crying. <sighs> Leaves from the vine start playing in the background. And he starts lighting his incense, which he does firebend. I love how, yeah. yeah, he's so secretive about his firebending, but he's like, this is down to my son. Just too quick, like, you blinking, you miss it, you know? Right. Um, yeah, and then he says, I, I wish I could have helped you out, too. Mm-hmm. Just starts balding, and like, man, this, I don't know. Singing, and like, you can tell that the voice actor, uh, Mako or whatever, is like, getting emotional singing it like you can hear it in the voice like, ugh. so this whole little story is just really cool because it's like the um different stages of like raising children too like what he's doing with these different kids like the first one you're just you're singing a song to the kid you're just trying to make the kid happy and you're giving them hmm. your happiness in a way and that's what i'm doing with raya all the time like i can't talk i can't like connect with her on an emotional level yet I can't do all this stuff all I can literally do is just bounce balls off the walls and play with marbles and like do all these like fun things that she's like whoa and just spreading like giving happiness because it's the only thing I can give her right now and then when they get older like your adolescence then you give advice and like that's all you can give them really like you can still have fun with them and all that stuff but like advice is the biggest thing you can give them teaching them you know teaching them and then when they get older and they've learned all the stuff, like they know everything. And Rosie and I just had this conversation about teenagers. Like every teenager thinks they know everything. <laughs> they kind of do know everything. They just don't know what it takes or what you have to give up to. I, I don't know. It's kind of a long story. But when they're older and they know everything, the only thing you can give to your children, like I've seen this, not personally, but like with other people who have, are empty nesters now, the only thing you can do is just, you can just give your belief in your children. Like you can't, what 20-something-year-old is going to take advice from their dad? Like, dad, just, I, I got it. I'll, I'll, whatever. But as a father, you just have to believe in your kid instead of, you know, trying to push just happiness and advice on them. All you can give them is belief. Not that every father does that perfectly, but that's what you can only give is just happiness, advice, and then belief. And I'm like, man. And then him just seeing to his son, like, I wish I could have given you these things. Because he... When, he, when his son was young, he probably didn't give him any of that, you know, because he was a general, and he was just a mean guy back then, so he, he's, I don't know, it's just heartbreaking. But a very good portion of this episode. Huh. Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking way too deep about that one, but... Um. So the next is the tale of Aang, and Aang goes and looks to the zoos for some clues. Dr. Seuss. 
And uh, he looks for some clues on Appa and discovers all the other poor animals in the zoo. A rabaroo. Mm-hmm. Which I don't, don't know what the roo part is. Kangaroo. Kangaroo. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. See you guys next week. <laughs> he has three little babies pop out of his pouch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah, I know now. Just, <laughs> So Aang wants to help break the animals out of the bossian say, and help build a pen for them outside of the walls. Give them more space, because the, the guy who, like, runs the zoo says, like, um... Like, I'm too broke to have, like... Yeah. The dialy won't give us any money because mm-hmm. the kids stopped coming. And the kids won't come because we're broke and all this stuff. And broke and dirty So and did stuff. he make the zoo outside the outer walls? I think so, yeah. So to go up to the zoo, you have to, like, risk the Fire Nation attacking you? That's assuming yeah. the Fire Nation is always around the perimeter of the wall. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Because if not, he would have just, Aang just destroyed some dude's farmland. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so after this, the Cabbage Man was about to say, my cabbages! But then he was like, eh, forget it. Just Which the away. Cabbage Man made it to Bossing Sam. Remember, he was trying to get in, and then they're like, you can't bring these cabbages in here. Right. And then, yeah. He gets his cabbages, but all the animals start eating the cabbages. Yeah, the rabbit was and just he's, munching. <laughs> forget it. Just walks away. <laughs> not worth it. I thought he was about to say, my cabbages, but then he doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a... I was excited to see him. That's our fourth cabbage him. merchant. Different guy? No, no, no. Oh, fourth. <laughs> like, fourth, like, fourth appearance. Like, what? <laughs> no, fourth appearance. Yeah. Apparently, and I, I looked this up on the, the fandom page, this is the last actual appearance of the cabbage merchant in the series. The yeah. only other time he's he gets mentioned... Oh, you just hear his voice, right? He gets mentioned really? in the Ember really Island see players. four times? I thought that you see him, like, all the time. No, because uh, why would he go to the Fire Nation? Yeah, I suppose. Because hmm. the majority of the third season is in the Fire Nation. Right. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Did not know that. Yeah. I thought he was, like, in a lot of episodes, but, yeah. Hmm. Nope. Uh, so Aang uh, blows his bison whistle, and all the animals follow suit, which is weird, which doesn't just work for a bison. It works for Well, he blew animals. it differently, and, like, you can kind of hear it, because he blew it so hard it was, like, yeah, you see that airbending, like, yeah. when he just, like... Yeah. <laughs> you, think, you think that blows a different sound than from blowing it normally? It's not just a louder... Because once again, you ne- like, in, like, the next episode, you see this moment for Appa. Oh. Because, like, yeah. this is when, like, he blows it super hard. Yeah, and he goes nuts. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, but all the, all, all the other animals follow the sound of the whistle. Yeah. I mean, and I get it that he blew it harder with airbending and all that stuff, but it's still mm-hmm. the same sound. Yeah. Well, like if you blow a train does, horn, that's made out of wood. Does it it's gonna blow it? Or no, Momo blows it when he's like trying to get Appa or whatever. When they were in the swamp, Momo blows it, doesn't he? He blows it once and then gets smushed by Appa's tail. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, but like, he, but he's saying like, why do why do all <laughs> the other animals follow suit? My own ears. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Weird. I don't know. So. uh... Aang open, <laughs> basically has all these animals following him, mm-hmm. and uh, the the guy that runs the zoo is telling the guards, the guys guarding the gates, to like, you guys should open the gates. And he's like, we're not opening the gates. He's like, look over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> open the gates. Open the yeah. gates. And it still breaks part of the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they're earth thunders. Yeah, they they can remake anything if they want. <laughs> True. 
So uh, Aang basically earthbends, uh, he gets on his little air scooter and then earthbends, which is really cool to see him earthbending like that. While on his air, while on his air yeah, scooter. Yeah, really cool. But we never really see him earthbend, I guess, that much in one he time either. Earthbend, oh, right, yeah. He does, I'm just saying. He earthbends a lot of this one, but yeah. In this episode? But not a ton, but um, yeah, that is kind of the biggest earthbending he's done so far. Like, far as in one spurt and right. stuff like that. yeah. Because, um, like, we haven't really seen him do a whole lot of earthbending. Yeah, like, we've seen him do some, but he not... He learned how like, to earthbend, and that's it. And really. then he's used, like, a couple, like, a hitting couple. stones and stuff like that, but he's never... Ooh, ooh, mm. Just, like, rip stuff from Creating the ground. a whole zoo. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I, I put it's the first time we see Aang using earthbending for such a long period of time. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the end. He yeah. helps out uh, the dude, and the guy is like... Uh, after like one of the people's pets gets in the zoo, he's like, "You guys, you should probably just stick to helping out like, <laughs> humans or whatever." Uh, the next is the tale of Sokka, which is kind of a short and kind of funny one, I guess. It was good. It was a, it, nothing crazy happens. Just the no, it was basically hai- yeah. haiku rap battle. Yeah, that was it. That it was, was a haiku <laughs> rap battle that Sokka eventually went one too many syllables. I know. I love how they threw, they literally threw him out because he did one extra syllable. And I love the animation of him just oh, flying through the air as he's flying out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the tale of Sokka. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Honestly, there's, there's, not there's much really it. not much yeah. of all. You really said we really said it right there. So uh, next is the tale of Zuko, <laughs> and uh, Zuko goes on a date in this mm-hmm. one. Zuko. Claims, oh man. <laughs> I put I put Detective Zuko no more. <laughs> this he's woman, so oblivious. He has no idea what's going on around him. Yeah. <laughs> Zuko claims a girl his age knows the fu- is like uh, knows that they're Fire Nation because she's watching him the whole time. <laughs> right. But just wanted a date. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then Zuko gets ready for his date or whatever, and get and goes outside, and his hair's all slicked down. Was, I laughed so I yeah, audibly laughed. I'm just <laughs> so so once again watching this with with uh, Kelsey last night. She's like. As soon as he walked out the door, before that, she's like, oh, okay, like, what, are they gonna, like, go out or something? And then he walks out, and she's like, oh, no, <laughs> so much worse, oh, no. and I'm like, I'm like, just, I know, it's I like really how she dead. instantly messes up his hair, too, like, and he's uh. like, he's like, my uncle spent ten minutes doing my hair. <laughs> like, ten minutes to get a, like, look at that crap, what the heck? It looks adorable. <laughs> I can totally see Iroh thinking that that looks good though <laughs> like oh, yeah. no to impress the ladies you gotta part it it Slip, probably did back when he was younger though school. exactly yeah. Yeah, i know that's why i was laughing so hard I was like it's, i've worn that haircut <laughs> it uh it, it kind of makes me think of the uh like classic like george mcfly like back in the 60s yeah, and totally like oh yeah no, the parted McFly. haircut was totally yeah, that's fun, what like, he looked yeah. like he was george mcfly from the 60s in high school <laughs> i know I totally was. Yeah, <laughs> not even gonna deny it. I remember Whoa. the I remember the grad pictures hanging on the wall, man. Yeah. Oh, where he had like that floppy like, huh? Because oh, it would like it would like yeah, right down the middle, but like flop off to the side. Right. It was kind of like a a typical nineteen nineties haircut, though. Yeah. Every like nineties movie that I've ever watched, like Disney movies and stuff, is, they've always have those kind of like mm-hmm, party hair right? stuff. Mm-hmm. It was, it was the at least it wasn't a bowl cut. Yeah. I've had a bowl cut too. Yeah, I've seen those pictures. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> it's the only 
only thing I was happy, like, anytime, like, my mom would give me and my brother a haircut, buzz the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have a picture with, like, a parakeet on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And, and a bulk. Bowl, yeah. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was so cool. Anyways. I mean, you were back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, yeah. Now it just looks funny, but... Yeah. So they go on their date, and man, Zuko is rude. This girl, like, if this is an actual date and could actually go somewhere, like, you need to marry her right now, because she is just, you're, like, yelling at her, and like, what was, oh, the waiter came up, like, oh, would you and your girlfriend, like, dessert? She's not my girlfriend, and she's just, okay, whatever, <laughs> just eating you the food. quite an appetite. Yeah. <laughs> You've got quite an appetite for a girl. <laughs> like, jeez. Like, okay. <laughs> no sensitivity. Oh, man. <laughs> and Zuko never really answers her questions either. It's always so vague answers, like, oh, mm-hmm. where are you from? Uh, we kind of travel around. Oh, where have you been traveling to? Uh, like, here to there. I, for, I forgot <laughs> exactly what happened, so I was expecting him to just start jumping down her throat. Like, why are you asking me all these questions? Are you part of... But, no, thankfully it didn't go that way. Yeah. Uh, Zuko, so they, like, go to this, like, fire fountain or something like that. Mm-hmm. Firelight fountain or whatever, and all the lights aren't lit up. <clears throat> so, uh, Zuko tells her to close her eyes. And then he does these, like, really cool... That was the coolest. Yeah. Just seeing, like, the little... How many firebending was that? So, there's 11 that we see on screen of him firebending. Of doing that? Of doing that. But, when it zooms back, there's 44 lamps visible. There's some hidden behind the building. So, we're counting 17 or 44. Well, also... Well, because there were a bunch of those candles, like, floating in the water. I counted all those. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, what are we counting? I'm saying 11 on screen... Just because we're doing on-screen bending, but there has been a couple times where we've counted things that, like, the, the, the only way that that could have happened was by bending. So, we have counted it that way, too. That's why I want to talk about it. So, in my, what I circled was 46, or 46 total for this episode. So, I counted the 44, because I'm like, they, the, the only way they lit up was by him bending. So, I counted That's right. it as bending. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So, anyways. Uh, so, yeah, Zuko... Um, basically lights them all up wherever makes her happy light it up 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 <laughs> and so uh, Zuko gets cold feet pun kissing her back she kisses him mm-hmm. and then he kisses he kisses back and he's like oh wait wait wait, wait. Kelsey literally went oh and I'm like uh. <laughs> did I do something wrong well, she's what did she say it wasn't cheddar no <laughs> <laughs> no she she was legitimately happy that like he like they got a kiss at the end of the date oh. but like I was like she didn't think it was Jet though no okay. she knew it wasn't Jet I love how he goes back to the house though and how was your date and slams the door because he's so mad it was really good yeah he's just mad about his circumstances but then he thinks about it for a second and he's like actually it was a good night mm-hmm. so I don't know he's again every, every time we see Zuko he's just growing more and more and it's just good. What does he end up with? May. No. Zuko ends up with May. Well, for like the whole of like the third season, but well, like they break up. Though. Does he have kids or anything later on? Yes, but it's not said whether it's with May or someone oh, else. Oh, okay. Because technically, in the graphic novels, May gets a different boyfriend. Hmm. And then, which those are canon, though, right? They are. Canon. Yeah. 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 I was just curious. I just never think it's May being 
at least the mother of his children, just for the fact they broke up and it's never been said whether they got back together or mm-hmm. not, I guess. Yeah. But, <clears throat> I don't know. That's it we got for the tale of Zuko. The last mm-hmm. one is the tale of Momo. This was super good. Mm-hmm. So uh, Momo wakes up from a dream about Appa, which was kind of terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> for Momo it was, yeah. yeah. I almost got eaten again. <laughs> yeah. And then he finds some fur. In in Sokka's Earth Kingdom bag. Yeah. He still has his bag that he was mm-hmm. all proud of in that one episode. I, I, this is the first time I've From noticed From the Blind Bandit episode. Yeah, I just noticed that he had the same bag. And he's just... <laughs> he made a good purchase. I mean, it was expensive, but he treated himself. It's like a Duluth Trading Company bag. Yeah, exactly. I have one. Just give him a shout-out, you know. <laughs> uh, so then he uh, he ties the fur around his wrist... And then he goes out and tries to find Appa, but he sees like a he sees a cloud. He's like Appa, no. He's a bush across the way. Mm-hmm. No, it's never Appa. Sadly. I <laughs> I love how smart he is enough just to tie that on his wrist like yeah. that. It's yeah, like, he knows how to do a knot. Yeah, <laughs> it's a crazy uh, smart lemur, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Across Momo's adventures, he runs into some stray cats. Cat something? Cat? Pygmy pumas. Oh, I put panther cats because they're, they're just like... Well, they're according legit, to like the Avatar panthers. fandom wiki, panthers. they are pygmy pumas. What's a pygmy? Like, well, pygmy Oh, so just a, it's just a mini puma. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. So it runs into some pygmy panthers. So weird. There were four animals in this in this episode, or creatures in this episode, that don't have, like, an official title hmm. or name. Which ones? Uh, I put down Armadillo Sabertooth, like yeah. the Armadillo tiger thing. I put Armadillo Lion. That's well, because it has, like, Sabertooth fangs, like the big ones. Oh. And it I ha- think I wrote Lion, but I meant to put Tiger. <laughs> well, it doesn't tiger. have the stripes like a tiger does yeah. either. Lion. That's why I put Sabertooth. Um, sea lion the baboon turtle. thing. Um... Is like the doesn't have like a trunk, but it has like similar like uh, legs mm-hmm. and the size of like an elephant, mm. like a smaller elephant. Okay. So I put elephant baboon. <laughs> um. So I put dragonfly lizards. Um. Oh, yeah. The fandom actually labels them as dragonflies though, because like when you see them up close, they look like because they have legs. So they're like so they're dragons actual and flies. Dragon flies. flies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Which is why I was like. Mm. I put Dragonfly Lizards hmm. before I found that out. Yeah. Isn't uh, that how we named ours? Dragonfly? Is it? Maybe. Uh, they look like little dragons. Maybe they also fly. little fly yeah. things. Um, and then the seal otter. Mm-hmm. I put sea lion turtle. Because it, it, like it was like a sea lion, like a seal. Like a seal turtle. Yeah, because it has the shell on the back. Yeah. I, I wrote down sea otter. I don't know why, but I know it. Yeah, it's a, it's like a... Seal turtle. Mm-hmm. Huh. Cool. So Momo uh, runs into a like side street show, or whatever thing, to get away from the pygmy panthers. <laughs> and pumas. pumas. Oh, pumas. Why am I thinking panthers? Because they look P-P-P-P-P-P. like panthers. P P P P P P. No, it's just the P words. Um, actual monkeys though. That's what I thought was kind of weird. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. It's so actual weird. dancing monkeys. Yeah. So there are actual animals in here. They're just rare. Mm-hmm. I think they're, yeah, but I think the mutations are just the newer form of animals. I think mm-hmm. there's been some crossbreeding for sure. 
Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, some weird crossbreeding. There's some weird cross... Like... Bears have really gotten around then. <laughs> yeah. Armadillo like bear, skunk bear, gopher bear. Like, how do you get those things to, like, mate, though? Like, there's there's know. people in this world that forcefully make a bear and an armadillo mate. It's probably to... guys like that zookeeper who's like... Well, we need uh, newer, different attractions to get the kids around, so... Uh, and then they get loose every once in a while. Rabbit! <laughs> Hashtag, Kangaroo. it's pretty much the plot of Jurassic World. We need new dinosaurs yeah! to bring in new people. I like the theory. Let's stick with yeah, that. That's a good yeah, okay. Until we see other evidence. It's a good theory. <laughs> True. Uh, some zookeeper out in there. <laughs> yeah. So Momo and the Pygmy Pumas. There you go. Right, Puma? Okay. Pygmy Pumas, they get captured by <laughs> essentially the... Like, animal police of Bossing Zay. <laughs> no. That dude caught them, and he brought them to a restaurant. Oh, yeah, he was going to... He was going to eat them. Right, he right, was going right. to eat Momo and the cats. Yeah, because you see that cleaver just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, did I just see that right? Wait, yeah. Wait, he was going to sell these cats to this restaurant owner. They're going to eat them. <laughs> like, what the heck? <laughs> I mean, it Racist? is... Racist? Uh, well, no, not necessarily. <laughs> well, Food, like, meat has got to be, like, kind of scarce yeah, in Boston City, today. I guess. I didn't think about that. Like, well, that isn't it, like, I don't know if this is racist to say, but it, I've heard that, like, in Chinese culture, they eat dogs. Stuff yeah. like that. So, I mean... I, I, yeah, if you're hungry enough. I mean, so, I mean speaking cat, of... <laughs> what's that? Oh, I was helping my dad move a desk, and there was some, like, boards hanging off. Oh. oh. I was like, is that a cat? Cat's cat? Oh, no. uh, Earth. I don't know. I was just like, whoa, they're about to eat those cats. What the heck? And so, once again, Momo's so smart. So smart. Mm-hmm. Figures the lockout in, like, three seconds. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Literally just, whoop, ching, ching, I'm out. And he's, like, about to leave, and then he looks back, and the cats are just like, Help us, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, the, that moment, Kelsey looked at me and she's like, no, no way. Like, you jerks. <laughs> so Momo helps out the cats and then they mm-hmm. escape and then they're all cuddling together. And then all of a sudden, one of the cats takes the fur mm-hmm. off of his wrist and just starts bolting it away. And then all of a sudden it leads to one of Appa's paw prints. And then Momo's just laying in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's Which, it, it was kind of weird. Like, obviously... That's what it's hinting at, and that's what it was, because it's the size of his foot. Which is why they ended it with this episode, because yeah. leading into the next but one. But there was only one footprint, and that courtyard was, like, really small. How the heck well, did Appa, like, land in there and then Did you away? notice that was the only part of that, like, courtyard that was, like, normal yeah, ground, though? Yeah, Like, everything that. else was paved. But, like, if that was one of his prints, like, that Appa would barely fit into that courtyard. <laughs> like, so, I don't know. Does it ever show him, like, flying and, like, landing a couple places? I don't know, we'll find out. Watch the next episode, episode. Yeah, dude. We'll find out. We'll find out. But, um, as far as bending numbers on this one, we got two of water, uh, 18 earth, 46 fire, and nine air. And I only counted 46. We didn't see them all, but uh, you did a lot of Did you count both thing. of the viros? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got those. So it's just laying yeah, all the lamps. Yeah, keep forgetting, like, all, with all the little tiny ones, like... Yeah. You gotta watch like it's essentially watching like five little episodes. Yeah, yeah. So that's the bending numbers. Sherman, do you got any? So other creatures that have actual titles: hog monkeys, little red-eyed guys, hmm. uh, rabaroo, and then there's actual domestic wild or domestic cats and dogs, which are the ones like actual pets, hmm. the ones that got stuck in the. Uh, Oh, and Aang Zoo mm-hmm. outside. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Um, as far as why saying they talked about the admit mistakes when they occur, seek to restore honor, and then Iroh also tells the thief. I, I don't know what my note means, but believe in oneself, others... I help. actually wrote this one down. Well, yeah, what is it? While it is always best to believe in oneself, a little help from others can be a great blessing. Mm. Yeah. Which, side note, have you guys ever, like, do you, you guys know who Danny Trejo is? Yeah. Like, mm. Machete? Yeah. Uh, so, like, he, so there's, like, a documentary about his life mm-hmm. uh, that's out, and he actually goes out to say, like, Everything that I've ever done for myself has led me into, like, a crap situation. Like, he went Mm. to prison for it, like, and, like, he's, like, everything that's ever good in my life has been from helping somebody else. Hmm. I was, like, man, it's good stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, let's rate the episode. Dustin, the story arc. What would you give that? Which one? Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, all of them together. All of them mixed together into one big one, I guess. What are you doing over there? Just going to rate it. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I mean, they were all good, I guess. They were all short and to this point and gave the characters some kind of, like, not hard, but I guess some building moment, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a nine. Nine? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the execution, so the, the pacing of the episode, the vision, and was it overall entertaining? I think the pacing was good because they had to tell five different stories. Mm-hmm. So the pacing, I think, was appropriate for yeah, having to tell quick, five stories was, in 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, I'll give it a, I'll give it a nine. Nine? Mm-hmm. And then the writing. So the characters, plausibility, originality. I'm going to have to give that a 10. 10. I just really enjoyed all the stories together, especially Momo's and Iroh's, man. Yeah. Just sad. It, it, it was cool. It literally gave everyone something to do. And right. It kind of... It didn't really grow their characters as much as it just showed them as who they are, you know? I guess it grew a little bit, I mean, but... Um, for the delivery, I gave it ten. Just it was just awesome. I mean, I real crying like you can hear the tears while he's singing, and not just see them. That the the Iro portion of this episode like blows him out. Almost overshadows everything. Everything else, else. yeah. Iro's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which you said it would be better if it was at the end. I'm kind of glad it was in the middle. I was it, thinking about that too because like, like ah, and then you just get some like fun stuff. It's like a it's well, the rise and fall. Not just that, but leaving leaving the episode with Momo like in Appa's paw print that had to end that way. Yeah. It would have been it would have been made sense if it was Iroh then Momo maybe then kind of yeah. just of made the whole the end. <laughs> oh man <laughs> just that whole end of the episode I would have just been like. <laughs> Not everything can be happy yeah. and sunshine. Uh, the actions, the the blocking, the stunts, and the environments. Uh, I gave an eight. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't over the top, and it wasn't average. It was just good. And then the believability, so the character development, presence, and interpretation. Like again, Iroh just kind of blew that out of the water. So I gave that a nine. The rest of them were just normal, but Iroh's was so good. I think it elevated it. So. Uh, Sherman, the sounds? Uh, well, I gave this episode a 10 for sound. Okay. Uh, Brave Soldier Boy. <laughs> Leaves from the vine. Was just... Come on. Yeah. Not only that, but, like, with the mix, um, each person 
like like every time when it switched to like the tale of whoever mm-hmm. had like the same intro but like changed throughout like each one mm. so like each person got their own like kind of oh, like cool uh composition i guess yeah um so like just that little attention to detail was kind of pretty uh, pretty amazing in my, my opinion yeah um visuals i gave it an eight wasn't yeah. like crazy like there wasn't anything like ridiculous about this episode for like um framing or motion mm-hmm. uh I I would have given it a nine, but like yeah, Toff's like this the start of that one where Toff's lips <laughs> it bugged the hell out of me so it's, much. I'm actually glad that you look at the maybe you weren't looking at the goose, but you notice things like that. I noticed that you, without looking anything yeah, up. And even when you do look at the goose, it's like that makes sense to do that for the mm-hmm. visuals and for everything. Well, I didn't I didn't mark this one down, yeah. but I did. Uh, I looked online. There was like a big goof for like the tale of Sokka. Mm. So like apparently they had like major editing problems when like. The different girls, like in the the animation, audience. looks different in this episode. I don't know what it was. Yeah, but, um, but like I thought, like Momo tying Appa's fur was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, to just to see that, and then like the way he's dancing with the monkeys was just perfect. <laughs> I know. Uh, the effects. What would you rate? Uh, I gave it a nine. Um, nine. With everybody getting their own like kind of set, mm-hmm. like. It was a different location for each person. Um, there weren't really any like major props to this episode. Hmm. Um, no, nothing huge, other than what we normally. Have. Uh, I did mention the creepy mud face earlier, but uh, I put that on for effects because I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I thought it was a little weird though, like when she stopped moving and she's laughing, the face was still like way up there, mm-hmm. but her eyes went back down. <laughs> <coughs> Um, cool. And then Dustin, what would you overall rate this episode? Solid numbers only? Sure. Nine. Nine. If we're doing solid numbers, I gotta give it a ten. Like, <laughs> Iroh alone just made this episode for me. Yeah. So, we gave this one a 9.1, and it was 9.3 in IMDb, so, nice. It's just, yeah, it's it's sad knowing... What area? I didn't rate. I'm just leaving the overall rating to you. <laughs> I, it's 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 really like extra sad knowing like the the backstory for some of these episodes, hmm. and like the extra stuff yeah. behind the scenes. Because like knowing that Mako was dead when this aired, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. like you've been dead for like two months by now. Wow. And like, hmm. I'm like, yeah. that's why like the last like two or three episodes of the season, he doesn't have like any speaking parts. Of this season? Yeah. Because oh. that's when, like, he... Or I think the beginning of the third season is when he's in prison. Okay. Like, he doesn't have, like, any talking. Wow. That's so sad. That actor died. I did not know that. Man. Uh, at the age of 72 from esophageal cancer. Man. Hmm. Right. And on that well, sad note... <laughs> that's, that's what the episode was, though. Dustin takes it. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for watching this sad episode of Phantom Nights. <laughs> Uh, if you guys want to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, that'd be awesome. And subscribe to our YouTube channel and our Spotify and Apple podcasts. And that'll do it for us. Thank you, guys. Appa. Yep, yep. <laughs> do you guys see something? Or? <laughs>